0: Hello, and welcome to the Inspire Tomorrow podcast, where we want you to learn to lead with purpose today so that you can inspire tomorrow. I am Joe Lawrence, and today I want to talk to you about some of the ups and downs of leadership. Now, this isn't a conversation that's going to be about ups and downs of leadership, of changing environments in the organization. It's going to be more geared personally of ups and downs within yourself. And I'll just go ahead and pre-warn you. This is going to be a me, me, me conversation. I'm going to talk about my experiences over the past few months and the many ups and downs that they brought and how I dealt with them and how, honestly, I'm still dealing with them today and how I think they're going to ultimately make me a better leader. Now, before I go on, I do want to apologize. I know it's been a little bit of a break in between our last podcast and this one, and that is because, as many of you may know from earlier podcasts, I have just retired from the military, and so I had a lot to do to prepare for that. There's a lot of things that I needed, loose ends I needed to tie up. There's a lot of people who were depending on me and teammates who, who honestly, I just really valued, and I had a lot more to invest within them, and I didn't want to shortchange them and kind of divert my attention in any way. So I was 100% committed to them my last few months left in the military. And uh, so I do apologize. Uh, Now, with that being said, I will get into my first ups and downs. And as my retirement itself. On June 25th was my first day I did not have to wake up and go into the office. Uh, Just a few days prior, on the 22nd, my retirement ceremony happened and leading up to that was very, very intense. I was extremely excited to have completed my career and to have done it in a way that I could be proud of and in a way that I could look back and tell my kids. And I was very proud of it. There's nothing that I would have done differently. Ultimately, uh, obviously, there's a lot of little things, but there were no major things I would have done differently. I look back and I maintained my ethics. I maintained the character and upbringing my parents have invested in me over the previous 18 years of my life in their home. And I maintained that over the 20 years in service. And I'm so thankful that I was able to do that based on the way they raised me. And so that is something, first off, I was very excited and very proud of. I'm not typically a proud person, but I was very proud of that at that moment when uh, some of the comments that I heard from people who were presenting gifts or just talking about me is just that. They reinforced a lot of those ideals that I tried to uphold for all those years. And so that's the other thing that's going to get into it is the day before my ceremony, my my work, they had a little going away party for me and it was very personal. And some of the things they said, whew, I tell you what, it was rough. It was very rough to hear people talk about you in that way and uh, some people how I touch their lives and some of that. And again, I'm not trying to, to brag. I'm just saying it is so tough to, to hear. I'll tell you, you, you can't prepare for it. You can't prepare to see those little intangible things that you are doing right now that are going to impact somebody years down the road. For example, um, you be, have that opportunity just to help somebody to get through some little tough time just by talking to them, just seeing how things are going. And you never know five years down the road how that one little moment of you showing compassion have impacted somebody and has shaped who they become. And uh, there's a couple stories that I heard like that where little conversations that I honestly don't even remember. And how it helped shape careers uh, One of my good friends told me I sat down with him and just asked him Where he wanted to be in five years And we just kind of talked about that a little bit And he he shared it was something That he never even thought about Until that moment of Well anything past tomorrow And so uh, it helped shape Who he is And I was, I was very taken aback by it And uh, to be honest with you I wanted everybody to stop talking Just give me the gifts and let me get out of here so I I don't even know what emotions those were but there were several emotions that I felt that day. And then going into the next day all the different things that you wouldn't expect, you know, you're ending a career. You are being honored in different ways and it's it's all about you. It was all about me that day. And uh it that that's not who I am. I don't like to be the center of attention. Nothing can prepare you. I'd never even felt emotions such as that. And so it's kinda of, it was kind of a kind of strange a strange moment for me. In fact, uh emotions is one of those things that I'd never have been really good with. You know, I was brought up my father was born in the thirties. Uh he was a member of the silent generation. And I mean just think of the, that name alone, the silent generation. These were the kids in between the Great Depression and World War II. They were just Getting by, they were to be seen and not heard. That was that generation that that got that you know that mantra beat into their heads, and so we weren't really brought up with a, a lot of emotions. A lot of times, uh, he's a very stoic man, and we never knew really what he was thinking half the time. He was just a hard, hard worker. That was something I wasn't prepared for. Is I I've never felt that wave of emotions. You know, happiness, sadness, gladness, all those. All that to say, one of the main pieces of things that I've learned was you do not know the impacts of those little moments. And those little moments that you have with somebody today, that little act of compassion that you have, you never know how that's going to impact them. So be mindful. Take advantage of those moments. If you have an opportunity to just sit down with somebody, take five minutes and just have a conversation, that could help shape their future. That could help shape who they become. That could help shape those that they lead. So take that Take that time. Take those opportunities. So that was the first thing. And the second thing is, stay true to your values. You know, you were raised by your parents a certain way, or maybe you, you know what? Maybe they didn't give you good values. Maybe there's values you learned on your own from mentors or other people that were important to you. Take advantage of your values. I guess that's a bad way to put it. You don't want to take advantage of them. Stick to your values. Let them guide you. Let them be your moral compass. And so make sure you have clearly defined personal values. Because when things get tough and those emotional situations, very easy to you know to stray from who you are. Take advantage of the small moments and treasure your values and stick to them. That was a thing learned from there. So leaving my retirement, I was so excited for the summer. I've been very blessed in a way where I had it set up to where uh, I could take the summer off with my kids. My daughter just started third grade and my boys, he was just starting kindergarten. So I was able to have the summer with them to, to do things, to be there for them and just to enjoy the summer. And just uh, I was so looking forward to it. And uh, we did. We had a great summer. Um, A few (laughs) getting into some of the downs now. uh, About a week and a half or so after my retirement, on the 3rd of July, uh, I got some pretty devastating news. I got a phone call that my mother had passed. And I'll tell you, it was completely unexpected. Uh, She has had some health problems, but the real health problems were with my father. He had. Past few years have had some serious health problems. He's been in and out of the hospital. We almost lost him a few times. He actually coded, I think, twice um, at different points during his hospital visits, and they were able to bring him bring him back, if you will. When we heard that news, when actually when I got that phone call from my sister, uh, I was expecting full well that it was news about my father. uh, That we were blessed in the fact that she went very peacefully in her sleep, just the way we kind of all hoped to uh go in a way we all hope our loved ones do go but there's some things I I learned from that you know obviously it was a complete sucker punch from from left field is not something any of us saw coming and uh obviously it was intense sadness i was i mean I, would, I still have a hole in my heart to this day i mean it's only been a couple months not even a couple months but I have this hole in my heart still uh, that can never be replaced. You can never replace the love of a parent. You just can't do it. After I got past that, I, I looked into it as I often do. Thankfully, in a way, I, my father was part of that silent generation, and I am able to kind of detach emotion sometimes. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Uh, if you ask my wife, she'll say it's bad. But I think it's very good to be able to detach emotion at different points if you're a leader. Because sometimes we have, we have to make uh, logical decisions. Uh, maybe you disagree. I, I'd actually be very curious to hear your thoughts on it. But you have to detach emotion sometimes. But it's very important to have emotion so that way you could actually connect with your team and know what they're feeling. But in this case here, I was able to detach emotion a little bit after I got past my days of uh, just, I guess, depression or mourning Is probably the better term for it. Uh, I've looked at some of the lessons that I gained from her. One of them was self-control. She always taught me to look at my my personal character flaws, which obviously I have many, just like all of us. And uh, for example, one of them is I got a pretty big mouth, and I'm not afraid to speak out and share my opinion. Um, I have learned to control that thanks to mom, to where uh, I don't usually share my opinion unless I'm asked directly. It's still not a great thing, but if somebody asks me what their opinion is, I am going to tell you full well my honest and true opinion. You may or may not like it, but that is uh, one of my major character flaws still to this day that I'm still working on. But I used to have a really big mouth, and I went around sharing my opinion with anyone at any time, and I was not afraid to uh, to speak to <laughs> Anything I thought, no, she used to call me Mr. Smart of the Mouth. That's kind of my little trigger to know, all right, I need to shut up. So whenever I'd start flapping my jaw, she'd be like, okay, Mr. Smart of the Mouth. And I'd be like, oop, that's that's time. That's mom's way to to kind of control me. So that's one of the things that I learned from her is that we're not perfect. We need to control our flaws. We need to have those built-in triggers knowing exactly when to stop doing something. Now, Obviously, that's not the only thing I gleaned from the life of my mother, but that is the one thing I felt like sharing with everybody here today. Um, after that, we went, uh, a few days after my mom passed, my dad actually went back into the hospital with some uh, some other health issues, and it uh, turns out his kidneys were shutting down. He was in the hospital for about a week and a half and uh, until they got his levels and all that back in order, and then his body is so beat up and beat down that he couldn't really even walk or move around too much. So we had to send him to a rehabilitation center to kind of learn how to, to build up that strength. Once again, around this time is when I went home, we were trying to get my dad's strength back up so we could have a memorial service for my mom. And also to kind of get his house situated to when he went back home was something that he can actually inhabit and, and live and and, uh, be able to move around. So during all that, I was able to have some really amazing conversations with my father Uh, when I went in and just kind of hung out with him for hours. It it was really, it was great. We've always had good conversation, but these are just really deep conversations that we've never really had. And uh, he's taught me so much. In fact, most of my life is in character and everything has been based on his example I would like to think I have at least a portion of his work ethic, but I know I come nowhere near that. Uh, he's just the hardest working person I've ever met. There's just so many things that I've picked up from him over the years, but we've never really sat down and had just a man to man conversation about things that you know keep us up at night and and all that. It's always been more more focused on uh, a father son mentorship type thing. I think some of that is because we're essentially four generations separated. You know, he's part of the silent generation to where, you know, he's used to be seen and not heard. My mom was a baby boomer. You know, they're the, the free-loving hippies, if you will. And then the Gen Xer is the next generation. And I kind of am technically a Generation Xer. I was born in 79. So I'm like on that cusp between Gen X and a millennial. You you have that huge generational gap between us. And so I think a lot of that is to do with it. And some of it is just my father's whole mentality was you work and you support your family and that's what you do. And um, we never were people to share emotion or those types of conversations. So it was so amazing to me to have those conversations. And one of the things that we really talked about was those hopes and fears and those challenges that we have as parents and the goals that I have for, for my family, for my youngins. And I was actually able to tell him, you know, some of the things and he gave me some amazing advice. The one thing that I got from it is to find a way to have those conversations with, with your family, you know, have those trap them if you have to, hopefully it's not in a rehabilitation center. But trap him. Um, I didn't have to trap my father at this point, but we just it opened the door where we both have felt an intense loss. He lost his best friend of almost fifty one years of marriage. In fact, my mom passed twelve days prior to their fifty first wedding anniversary. Almost fifty one years. That was his best friend. He lost her. The intense pain that he felt. Obviously, he's still going through it. And uh, we we were uh, we talked about some of that. And that was just crazy. I grew up in a home where my father never showed emotion. Uh, I know he did mourn when his parents passed, but I never saw him cry. Uh, one time in my entire life did I see my father cry. And as I was talking to him about my mom and we were talking about her, I actually saw some some tears. They were still they were pretty subdued, but but they were there, and it was just very powerful to me. But that's the way I was brought up. And I'm not against men crying or anything like that. I'm not one of those types of people. In fact, if my son cries, I'm not going to, to berate him for it. My father never actually berated me for it. It just, I never saw that emotion from him. So one thing I learned is you need to share emotion. And another thing is we never really had to show emotion. You know, we let who we are speak for itself. You know, I honestly, this sounds horrible, but I honestly don't know if my father and I have ever told each other that we loved one another. However, I do know that I've never once doubted his love. And I talked to my siblings about it and we're all in the same boat and none of us ever felt as if we were not loved. And that's because of his example that he set and the love that he poured into us. He did it through acts of hard work. He, I don't want to say he earned our love because you know, you don't have to earn it, but Essentially, he earned our love through who he was. And I honestly think that there's this unspoken thing that it would have been almost an insult for one of us to question that love if I ever said, you know what, I love you, Dad. And I think, you know, he probably wouldn't have, obviously, he wouldn't have been upset, but I think it would have been almost a little bit of an insult to him to, to think, wow, I, all these years you have to, to say it. <laughs> it's really weird to explain Hopefully, uh, you know, you're not part of that, uh, same scenario, but I'll tell you what, it it was just crazy. So the one thing I learned from him is let your acts speak for who you are. Set that example, lead by example. Don't go around just talking. He could have told me I love you a thousand times a day. And if he never actually showed it, I never would have believed it. Unfortunately, 12 12 days after their their anniversary on the 27th my father he passed. So in a month of a span of 24 days, um I lost both my parents. And this is coming down off of that emotional roller coaster I had from my military retirement. And now I'm going through this emotional roller coaster of trying to be a strong father for my children who I'm home with day in and day out over the summer and dealing with all these different things. It really makes you question who you are as a person to lose you know your your foundation i'm thirty eight years old, and I know I'll never be able to pick up the phone again and just call my parents and it's It's really tough uh still to this day um it, it's it's hard to talk about and it's hard to live with and it's something that I can't imagine ever getting better, although I know in time it will those ups and downs. Are, are what forge us. Unfortunately, those are the things that force us to look at who we are and to force us to look at the things that uh, we value. Oddly, um, I'm kind of at peace, although I will say uh, I still have those moments. You know, I mean, it hasn't even been a month since my father passed as of the time of this recording. But oddly, I'm, I'm at peace because I know that he raised me well, uh, I have been able to prove that through my last 20 years of service. Uh, I can look back on that and almost as a badge of honor knowing that, okay, I've been tested. My values, my who I am as a person, my work ethic, all those things have been tested and I came out on the other side and I did it in a way to where I didn't burn bridges. Well, I, I, I burned a few, but I didn't burn bridges i didn't treat people poorly and i would like to say that every single person who has ever crossed my path or i guess more accurately had walked paths along the same path with me knows that i love them very deeply some i've actually told others they they have gleaned that from the acts of service that i have poured into them and the things that i have done now obviously i'm not perfect and there's so and that's the one thing that keeps me up at night is how many moments I may have missed to where I could have invested in another person and I failed to do that. That is definitely something that I'm afraid of ever really finding out, but it's something that I'm very mindful of now. I'm especially mindful of this with my own children. This is something that I don't ever want them to question. I want them to have a strong set of moral values and I want them to see what work ethic is and I want them to know that Actions speak louder than words. And you need to be the person that you say you're going to be. And again, uh, I hope that I'm, I'm in their lives for a very long time and that I live all the way up to see my grandchildren get get big. Um, but I do know that there's a very strong possibility that I may not be. And so I want to make sure I set them up properly. And so hopefully the crucible of life can help them see that what we taught them were the right things but first i got to make sure they are you know uh the one last thing is like i said you know i'm oddly at peace with my parents passing um i know my father he was not living the quality of life that he wanted and my mom she was in constant uh fear and anxiety of him getting hurt and i that probably actually kind of helped lead to her passing but she was constantly in fear. My father was not living the life that he wanted to live and the life of who he was. So I'm oddly at peace that they are together once again and uh, that, you know, his suffering is over and her her suffering is over. You know, just the other day I heard two songs back-to-back on the radio that have always reminded me of my parents. I'm not sure why because I don't know if either one of them liked either song. But the first was One Call Away by uh, Charlie Puth, I believe it is. I'm sh- hopefully I didn't butcher his name, but One Call Away, where he talks about being there for whoever this person was he's singing to. is He's only one call away. If you ever needed him, you just pick up the phone and call. And that was my father. He was always one call away. If I ever needed anything, uh, no matter what time of day or night, he was always there. And so that's the person who I want my children to look at me as. I want them to always know I'm just one call away. And if you ever need anything, I'm there. And I want them to look at me as if I am Superman. I'm actually more like Batman. Batman's way cooler. But I want them to look at me as if I'm that superhero who is always there. And I want them to be able to live their life and do their thing on their own and do very well and set them up for success. But we all know that sometimes we need we need some extra help. And I always want them to know I'm there. And the song that always made me think of my mom is the Beatles song, Let It Be. Um, you know, it's uh, her self-control was, was really amazing. You know, in tough times when I'm trying to control the things around me, this is one of the earliest things I've learned, is she taught me my span of control. There's just certain things you can control and there's many things you cannot, you know, and I don't know if she ever said the words, let it be, but essentially that's what she taught me is to let it be. There's only so many things you can control. And so, as I said, the things that I will hope to accomplish with my family, I know there's certain things that I can and I cannot. The other things I just need to let it be. And I hope that from my ups and downs over the past few months, Because I don't even know where tomorrow is going to take me. Just now started looking into what's next. Um, After sorting through all this. I don't know where tomorrow is going to take me. But I do know that I've been set up for success. And that I am going to put everything that I have into it. And the things I can control, I will. And the things I can't, I'm just going to let them be. I really do hope that you've learned from my ups and downs over the past couple months. Uh, I hope you you never have to go through them, especially in that short, rapid-fire window of it was a month and five days uh, between some of the major life events that I have experienced. And I really, really, truly hope that you never have to go through that in that short period of time. But learn from your ups and downs even better. Learn lessons from those who have raised you and the things in your life before you ever experience those ups and downs. Because I'll tell you what, when you get to those ups and when you get to those downs especially, they're going to test who you are as a person. I'm not sure who said it, but I heard before that conflict tests true character. So if you really want to know who you are, you'll see when you're in some type of conflict or stress. And it's also the same as true for reward. You know, those people who are put in positions of authority, you see who they truly are. And those people who are put down in the dirt and stressed and really hit rock bottom, you see who a person is, how they come out of it. Make sure you're setting yourself up for success before you get to those points. Because at one point in your life or your career, you will. And so those times in between are when we need to strengthen those muscles and we need to strengthen our convictions to do that thank you all so much for listening uh hopefully my me 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 conversation wasn't too too one-sided i hope that some of the lessons that i have learned and some of those things really do help you my intent wasn't to talk about myself or look for sympathy or talk about how Great I am or woe is me looking as a victim. That was never my intent of this. My intent all along is to hopefully you can learn from those ups and downs that I experienced and to help prepare yourself. I really do encourage you to continue listening to the podcast. I am so thankful that you have. And if you want to reach out, feel free to, as always, reach out to me at inspiretomorrow at gmail.com. That's InspireTomorrow at gmail.com or come on over to InspireTomorrow.org. That's a website that is constantly being worked on. Unfortunately, my partner and I, neither one of us are web designers. So we have a lot of work that we're putting into it and still trying to get that thing together. However, there's still enough there where you could figure out who we are. But as always, InspireTomorrow at gmail.com to reach me directly or InspireTomorrow.org. Until next time. Thank you.